Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Do you know a Bridezilla? Have you experienced a Bridezilla? Are you a Bridezilla? I sure hope not. It's Elizabeth Kay, your host with another podcast here, 50 Shades of Kay, and we're talking about the Bridezilla virus. Are you going to catch it? and how to avoid it. Because I'm here with author Karen Corrine, who's a florist locally here in Wisconsin. And she wrote this book, The Bridezilla Virus, which you sent to me. And I think this is a really clever idea. Nice work, Karen. Oh, thank you. And as someone that used to DJ weddings, I can talk a lot about bridezillas and moms of brides and all of that, which I'm sure you've dealt with as a florist. Being in the florist industry for over 35 years, I've had the opportunity to witness several different types of brides and parents involved and actually everyone involved in the wedding planning process. Now, and there are some joys, let me tell you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I could tell you, I wrote a book about you it. You did write a book about it. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. We are going to talk about the Bridezilla virus, a practical and humorous guide to managing and avoiding wedding stress. Don't become a bee, get vaccinated. Very clever. I do really enjoy it. Um, And even on the back, when you first sent me this book, I looked at it and thought, what is this all about? I love how on the back under your bullet points, when you describe this book, you talk about like wrestling your underwire for a stress-free day. DIY dot 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 LMAO. Laugh my ass off. Need I say more? Thank you, Pinterest. It's my wedding and I will cry if I want to. And I love this. It is not Mother's Day It's my wedding. Can you touch on that a little bit? Because there is a big confusion, I think, with a lot of moms, whether mom of the groom or mom of the bride, that they think this is their party and their day. They actually do believe it's their day because many times, most often I should say, they have not had the wedding of their dreams because their mother actually planned their wedding. So they were not able to have their day. So now they want to have their day by doing it through their daughter or son. Oh, I can't... There are so many times, whether it be friends or like I said, when we were, um, when I was DJing weddings, that the mom, and again, it can be both mom of the bride or mom of the groom would cause such unnecessary stress on the brides. Like they have to live up to this expectation and it's just, it's incredible. It's not fair. Oh, it's not. It's not. And actually wedding planning is so stressful in itself. And once a couple does get engaged and start the wedding planning process, everyone throws ideas at them. And it's up to the couple to set their boundaries of what they want for their personal experience, for their celebration. I suggest I actually have on my website a test for them to take. As a florist? Well, actually, it's the bridezillavirus.com. Oh, we have the whole website there. We, of there. course, have the website. And okay, we have so tell some, us again. What's on the website? I'm putting a test on there that will help the bride and groom decide what they want their wedding to be. I suggest for the bride and groom to actually go on a wedding date before they start telling people that they're engaged. And on this wedding date, I want you to write down everything that you love about going to a wedding and everything that you hate about going to other people's weddings. And by following this little quiz... It's the same quiz for each person. You compare notes, and then you're able to get on the same page and tell people, our wedding is going to be this month with these colors, this theme. 
And then if you'd like to give us any suggestions, please give us suggestions on what we want our wedding to be. Well, and in some cases, too, there are people that have uh, parents that are contributing money to the wedding. And so that's where brides and grooms feel obligated. Actually, once a parent starts to begin to add people, demand that they have their wedding, the wedding is out of your control. I actually have this happening right now with a client of mine that they say, oh, well, I'm not going to be in your wedding unless my sister's in the wedding, too. Well, how can you do that? Oh, man. I said, you're best off. Put your foot down. This is the couple's day. This is what we want. This is how we budgeted. And we're going to move forward on this. I'd like to have you in my wedding. But if you feel that it's not possible, I understand. And maybe we can have something else for you to do. And with this book, The Bridezilla Virus, like you said, practical and humorous guide to managing and avoiding wedding stress. You talk a lot about the different things that can come up in a wedding like that. Mm -hmm. You know, people that are sort of hanging something over your head saying, well, I'll do this if you do this for me. But what about bridesmaids? <laughs> I've, been a girls. I've been a bridesmaid many times, a maid of honor a few times, and there were some good moments and there were some not great moments, but it wasn't because of the bride. It was a lot of because of the bride's soon-to-be sister-in-law or mm-hmm. another relative or a close friend. And we all know the movie Bridesmaids. Sometimes there can be a competition. You just called them the Gossip Girls. Speak to that a little bit. What can you do to avoid getting stressed out with bridesmaids? I suggest to have a meeting with or a group, a girls' night out if you can, or an afternoon sometimes that you can put all the bridesmaids together prior to the day of the wedding. So a bachelorette party? Nope, prior to that. Oh, okay. Once you choose and you accept to be a part of the wedding, part of the celebration as a bridesmaid, get all of them together. Let them start to know who each other are because of course you're going to have a bridesmaid who's jealous who's the size two who's you know has perfect hair who has uh, the perfect job it's not a competition we have to realize that each bridesmaid is there for the bride and not for the other to compete with the other bridesmaids exactly so if they can it's tell not them, a it's competition harm. right but there's also i've been in weddings where you get a cheap bridesmaid mm-hmm. whereas the maid of honor that's planning this stuff and forking over money and then you meet someone that tracked their exact mileage made sure they figured out exactly what drinks they drank which i get it you shouldn't pay for other people but there have been times where you want to look over and say you're going to have to pay an extra $5. That's just the way it is. Otherwise, it ends up being that the maid of honor is paying for a lot of that stuff. At this meeting, I suggest at that point to definitely give the financial responsibility, which each bridesmaid is going to be responsible for. So if you have an amount saying, yes, you have the obvious, the dress, the shoes, makeup, hair, Mm -hmm. nails, but then the added expenses, the showers, the gifts, travel, if there's any lodging overnight. So just to have that all together as one budget saying, well, I'd love to have you in my wedding. It will run about seven, $800, for example, for this. Are you able to financially handle this? And some people can't. And some people and can't. And I, I do give people credit that speak up and say, and I understand it may forever ruin your relationship with the bride if you say, sorry, I can't afford to be in your wedding, but you do need to speak up for your finances. I, I understand that. It's one thing to say, I can't afford to get away to Chicago. It's another mm-hmm. thing to say, I'm not going to buy an extra Jack and Coke because Becky had three and I only had two. Well, okay. And actually, Becky ex- sucks. <laughs> Suck it up. Just pay for the drink because then it all, again, comes down to the maid of honor. Now, right. what, do you, what are your thoughts on telling the bride if the bridesmaids aren't getting along? Because I've been in that situation. I've not said anything. And if I ever did say anything, it wasn't until way after the wedding was done. 
That's when I would bring it up because you I feel were, like brides had a lot on their plate already. You were a fantastic maid of honor for doing that. Well, no, I appreciate it. It's because I have three sisters. So I've had a yeah. life of women and I just understand that there are times where you just keep it to yourself. As the maid of honor, you are the go-to person. You need to keep the bride calm. You need to keep the bridesmaids in line. So basically you are the lion tamer. And so with it, if a bridesmaid is out of hand, it's best for the maid of honor to step in on the bride's behalf to take care of any situation. I would only bring something to the bride if it was detrimental to the wedding. If something makes sense, if something was actually happening that was going to be hurtful, hurtful or or something, um, someone not showing up. She's sleeping with your best man. I think you should know before the wedding. (laughs) Well, if it was the groom, I probably would say something. If it was that, yeah. Um, But other than that, then maybe say something. It's, again, our main focus needs to be on the bride and groom or bride and bride or groom and groom. It needs to be on that wedding couple and not on themselves. People have an expectation on this day and there's so much pressure on this day that that's why I think emotions get so heightened because it's this one chance to get it perfect and you have all these opinions. Well, and people are human. They're going to voice their opinions, but they have to remember in happening with my own family as well, it's not our day, it's their day. And it's what they want to do. But even if you say that to someone, some people just don't hear it. What I do say to my brides as a florist for many, many years, I say it's not about the celebration. It's about the commitment between two people. Ooh, I like that. My own daughter threw that in my face. Oh, God, Karen. (laughs) With what? What was going on? uh, She actually ran off and got married and didn't tell me until three months later. Three months later, and yes. then this is the woman that's writing the Bridezilla virus book. But you can talk about that, and you, you're you're laughing. I'm sure at the oh, time it wasn't fun. I was mad for about ten minutes, and I walked outside because I actually found out at the DMV. I went at the DMV. Yes, I. My daughter is a student at that time in Lincoln. And so I went there to sign her car over to her. This is sounding very familiar. Oh, yes. I told you this a couple of years okay, ago. Okay. I was going to say, you called in on the air and told this story. So tell everybody and again. So we went to the DMV to sign her car over to her so she could get Nebraska plates because she said that she was staying out in Nebraska. And so I was at the DMV with her and asked for the identification. And so I gave them my ID and the sheriff asked for hers. And the sheriff said to me, um, these names are different. And I just looked at my daughter and said, do you have something to tell me? And she goes, not here. I said, where? She goes, the chicken place. You love chicken. We're going to the chicken place to talk about it. (laughs) I said, okay. And at that time, mind you, my son-in-law, unknowingly, was in the parking lot. So we discussed it. I just said, when? And she actually was married prior to coming into town, two weeks prior to coming into town. And I did not know at that point. I thought she was just engaged at that point, but they were actually married. I'm going to ask a question that might be inappropriate and overstepping my bounds, but why did she keep it a secret? Why did she elope? They eloped because he was brought up Mormon. She was brought up Catholic. Gotcha. And it was a very difficult situation with the parents, and there would be no way that they could have a wedding in a church setting or anywhere in between that would be what they wanted. And of course, she said to me, it's not about the celebration. It's about our commitment. Mm-hmm. And I could not say anything. I said, that's the one thing you've listened to me about for all of these years. Good for See, you. See, of all the advice, she, used, she, she caught that one. So well, I, I can understand why people do sometimes what they need to do. Because if it really is about being together and being married, then the other stuff shouldn't matter. And I have to say that the two of them are happy. They are celebrating almost, or it would be four years. That's great. In February. That's great. And I'm very proud of both of them. 
both graduating from college in December, and I have a wonderful two-and-a-half-year-old little boy, uh, grandson. Oh, that's awesome, Karen. Congratulations. That's, I'm glad to see that it all worked out. Do you talk a little bit about budgets and things like that and how to keep yes. it in check? I just told you that my sister-in-law is getting married, and I said she's a bride on a budget. And then yes. you said as a florist that there are things that you can even do to make a budget work. I mean, oh, you'll work definitely. with any budget? Definitely. With a budget, I suggest I haven't whole formula for them. I suggest in the book that there's different areas and different percentages that people spend for venue, catering, photography, florist, miscellaneous. And I also add in gratuity and the bridal beauty. Mm-hmm. David Tutera, the wedding shows, all do this over the top. And honestly, as a bride, it's very expensive. And it we is. need to keep things in check. No one wants to start off a marriage in debt. Because that's just going to add stress to the relationship, and you're not going to get ahead. So if you can't afford it, don't pay for it. Mm-mm. Pinterest. Yes. I want to talk a little bit about that. You can get poked by Pinterest so easily. And yes. with Pinterest, I dread when a bride comes in with pictures. I was going to ask you that. Oh, absolutely dread it. And it's not that I can see where her visions are going, which I just look at the visions, and I said, just give me styles. Let me go from there. Let me use my expertise. You're coming to me as a professional. Let me do what I do best. And with it, brides get, oh, I like this one and I like this one. I like this one. Well, we need to narrow. You can start with Pinterest. And I suggest starting and pinning everything and then narrowing it down. And so once you start narrowing things down, you can get to an actual board that's more realistic. Mm-hmm. But you need to see what's out there. Yeah. And for inspiration, I think it's great. Well, in Pinterest, it does give you a lot of the DIY ideas. There are five items that I really suggest that you do not do yourself. Ooh, okay. Let's hear that because I love how you have in your book, DIY, LMAO, need I say more? What are the five items, Karen? Okay. Well, we do know the first one is flowers. Well, you are a florist, so I would expect you to say that. But not, <laughs> Well, not only that, it's just once you start with your decorations, who's going to set it up? Who's going to break it down? True. What are you going to do with these items? And how are you going to store all these flowers before the big day? That's not realistic for the average person because to expect mom and grandma to put all this in their refrigerator is asking a lot. Well, and if you're not used to working with fresh flowers, fresh flowers do not come in all perfect. They need to be hydrated with the correct hydration solution. They need to be refrigerated. They need to develop before we give flowers in Monday, Tuesday to a Saturday wedding to have these flowers develop. Sometimes we even get them in the week before if we need to open them and get them into the right position for us to use them in the wedding. So there's a lot of work that goes into that. Now, what are some of the other items that you're saying don't do yourself? Your hair. Do not attempt to do your hair the day of the wedding. Go have your hair done. Money well spent. Definitely. Planning and coordination. Have somebody take over the day of the wedding. You Many brides have, I call the Bible. It is a book that has all of your contacts in it, everything that they need to know for that day. Hand it over to someone else. Do not be that go-to person that day. You do not need to know that the photographer is running a half hour late, the cake was going to be there two hours early. That is something that someone else needs to control for you. You need to concentrate on the day of the wedding, on being yourself, being in a zone that you're going to marry this person that you love dearly and you want to spend the rest of your life with. That is what you should concentrate on. You're right. My last wedding with my husband we had in the summer was a smaller wedding, so there weren't a lot of people. It was our immediate family and friends, and all these people were very close to us. And we were married at Sanger House Garden in downtown Milwaukee, and I was inside the home getting ready, and everyone wanted to see me. It was gathering around. Mind you, I didn't have bridesmaids or any of that stuff. This was my second wedding. It was very intimate and small. And I finally looked around, and I just said, can everyone get out? 
I want to be present right now. I want to hear the music that we put on our playlist that's playing outside. I want to think about walking up and seeing Eric, my you know stepson's there. And I kind of felt like a bitch saying that, but they all got it. I just said, I just, I really just kind of want to be alone right now. And instead of making small talk of how long it took my sister to drive in from up north and who was parking out front and somebody moved the chairs. Yeah. So for people that have a bigger scale wedding, have somebody else kind of be your buffer that Mm -hmm. can deal with all of that. You are so right about it. The next area is photography. Oh, everyone thinks they're a photographer nowadays. Oh, cell phones. Here we go. Um, But photography, it's very special. I'm not saying that you need the 16 by 20 of you in your wedding dress on the mantle, but you need to have a photographer who knows their camera, knows locations, and who can take those special photographs for you Mm -hmm. and have the memories. Because that's the only way that you're going to remember that day is through your pictures. Yeah. And that is where a lot of people try to cut costs. And I feel that brides regret that. They They do. They really do regret that because that is what lives on for Ever and ever, amen. And with with our wedding, too, my uh, photographer, Lottie Lillian Photography, I love Lottie. She does amazing photos. She asked me, do you want a phone-free wedding? And I get phone-free, but I didn't understand. I said, are they going to lock up their phones? What are you talking about? And she said, she's like, you are paying me pretty good money to take your pictures. She said, you want people to be present at your wedding and watching and listening and being a part of it, not on their phones, on Snapchat or Instagram. She said, and as a photographer from her end, when she scans and takes a picture of the crowd, well, there's grandma with a leopard print cell phone case blocking her face. Am I going to want to look at that years down the road when grandma's not here anymore? No, never thought of it like that until Lottie brought that up. Mm -hmm. So we did. We told we told everybody we said cell phones go away. And I didn't want someone to put something on social media before I was ready for it to be on social media, too. And we had a small wedding. I can't even imagine with a big wedding. Exactly. You want people to enjoy the day and not post something that you would not approve of. And the other thing is you can have the your wedding guests who have phones say, we're going to give you a couple minutes after the photographer is done. If you'd like to take a picture of the two of us, you may do so. That's a good idea. And Great tips. The fifth one that we cannot forget is food. Do not try to cook for your own wedding. <laughs> we have people who try to do no that. No way. Oh, How? goodness, yes. For big weddings? For it, They want to save money. They'll have friends, family, whatever. Try to cook for their wedding. You need a professional. Yeah. What if something happens? The book is really funny. The Bridezilla Virus, A Practical and Humorous Guide to Managing and Avoiding Wedding Stress. Obviously a great gift to give a bride. I mean, this is even a great coffee table book. I'm not planning a wedding right now, but I've planned weddings before and it cracked me up when I was looking at it. When it comes to this one, musical chairs, RSVPs, and where to put people, handling vendors, we could go on and on, but I want people to get the book and be able to read it for themselves and share it with people. But what's also the website, Karen? TheBridezillaVirus.com. And I have to say the book is only $9.99 and it is on Amazon. Makes for a great gift. Karen, this was outstanding. Next time we do a wedding topic, will you come back on 50 Shades of K? I'd love to. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe. So to subscribe to 50 Shades of K, make sure you're on your iTunes app, Google Play, or your podcast app on your smartphone. Search for 50 Shades of K. That's five zero Shades of K. Then there should be a little button where you hit subscribe. There's also a little button where you can hit review. I'd love it if you left a review. Let me know what you think. 
Again, it's 50 Shades of K. Thanks so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.